If you don't love management, you can never lead an organization. If you don't love yourself, you can't lead others. But most people think that the relationship is about the other person, about giving, it's about giving, it's about giving, but it's not. Where we are today is 100% the identity we've held on to in the past. Some of you have done, been part of the programs where I did with Health, Rewire, Health Rewire, and I and I showed you the true essence of how things work in your health and physiology, and then I showed you wealth, and I showed you the neurobrain connection, and how to build income with wealth based on the brain and science. Now relationships is a different animal. It's a completely different animal. Because most people think relationships are about the other people. And there's lots of books out there on relationships. It's the most common search subject. Because you want to you get someone's attention, say one word, sex. And you will see people jump in a heartbeat. It's such a primitive aspect. And you say the word sex, and everyone's like, what? Where? Someone's attention will go up. Right? No pun intended when I say that either. <laughs> right? But it's like your entire psychology is built on this idea and that comes from relationships here's an interesting fact abraham maslow has talked about this one of the core competencies of an individual who lives an actualized life this is so important that i hope you write this down he said that the people that live the longest and the most actualized life free themselves from the burdens of sex They free themselves from the burdens of sex and have a healthy respect for it and a desire for it, but are not attached to it. So if you think about that statement, we're going to dive into this a little bit later, but what does that mean? They have a healthy respect for sex. We live in a world where sex is so misunderstood. It's a biological thing. That's why I talk about it all the time. Not because I'm trying to bring it to the forefront to realize that, hey, this is a normal part of life. And if we don't acknowledge this conversation, then what we do is we create guilt and shame and resentment and anger and frustration around it. And these things then devour and destroy our health because of it. And what they do is they prevent us from evolving and growing our life. But it's also a part of life that we need to appreciate and enjoy the experience because that's part of life. It's part of the experience of life. But it's also one that doesn't control your life, that it doesn't consume every aspect of your being. Oh, the brilliance in this statement before we even had neurophysiology inside of this is that it doesn't control you from the dopamine perspective. That you have governance on it, but you can learn to love it from the aspects of all that it has to offer is really what he's saying inside this. That's the power of sex. But the three things that keep us stuck, health, wealth, and relationships, and relationships, it's sex that destroys most relationships. And it's wealth that destroys most marriages. And people use sex as the vehicle that takes them out of that relationship, but it's really the money that stops them. That's why we had the, three, the trilogy inside of this. But most people think that the relationship is about the other person, about giving, it's about giving, it's about giving. And it's always about giving to the other person, but it's not in my perspective. It's about mirroring. 
It's about mirroring our relationships and who we are, what we do, how we navigate them, how we encompass them, how do we get more out of our life if our relationships are meaningful. And then when we can get the relationships as a part of our life that are meaningful to us, then we can grow from that. But we get stuck from these past paradigms and these beliefs around this. And we get stuck in these past paradigms but what we've been taught to be about relationships. And I hope, I hope it's okay that I, I share some examples out of my own life where I see it myself, right? Growing up in an Indian home, I, you know, relationships were different, right? My dad and my mom had different roles. And how many people can attest to this that the male was superior and, and the one that's more right than the female, Right? Anyone can attest to that in different cultures. I'm, it's not just the Indian culture, but many cultures. But how many times have you grown up and watched the male, the masculine figure, be completely 100% wrong? Of course we have. We've watched it. But they won't admit to it. They won't admit that they're wrong because they can't. But we've been taught this idea that the man is right. And on International Women's Day, I'm saying, gentlemen, we're not always right. We're not always right. But it's okay because it's these paradigms in the past that keep us stuck there. It's time for us to grow beyond that, to understand who we are, what we do, why we do them. And we got to understand our beliefs around it first. We got to understand what we're really thinking around this. I want you to think about this from the premise of relationships for yourself. Like, what does it mean to have these beliefs, right? Like, maybe you sit and said that, you know what, intimacy is a chore, maybe it's work. And then you look at your life and you look at your behavior and sit and say, well, why would I want to be intimate with, intimate with anyone? Or management. You know what? Managing people, like, that's not really fun. And management is not fun. So why is my business stuck? Or leadership. It's scary. People are going to judge me. Then why would, I, why would you create a business or a company or some sort of leadership type position? All of this has to do with how we relate to it inside of it. And all of it has to relate to our own judgments and fears. So our beliefs are the story we tell ourselves. And the story that we tell ourselves is the emotions that we've had in the past. And the emotions that we've had in the past is what's holding us up where we are today. Where we are today is 100% the identity we've held on to in the past. And if we're going to move forward from here, we've got to create a new identity. Your relationship will never grow the identity that you're in. It won't. It has the, it, it'll be impossible to. If your identity of a relationship is a chore, maybe something that's a lot of work and it's, it's a responsibility and, and things that you need to get done, the relationship won't grow beyond that. You may have a partner next to you, but you're not going to be loving around that partner because there's two types of love that I want to talk to you about. There's the animal love, which is the parts of yourself, which are the animals filling the needs, the lower part of the brain. And then there's the, I want to call it for lack of better words here, the higher love. And this is the higher love where you feel a deep resonance of love with an individual. Not based on the premise of something that is chaotic, but rather a systematic approach to loving the person for all of who they are. That's what we want to get into. That's really where we want to take this. Because, you know, in management, they say that, you know, love is not in business, right? And I, had a, I was doing a podcast just the other day with a management consultant. And I said, if you can't take love out of business, I'm sorry, you just can't. Because leadership and business is about people. 
And if you don't love people for who they are, you can never lead an organization. If you don't love management, you can never lead an organization. If you don't love yourself, you can't lead others. If you guys remember in Health Rewire, I talked about this. I said that the whole body is a neuroendocrine system. It's a neuroendocrine system. If we don't understand that the neurology controls our physiology through hormones, then we're going to create a lopsided answer to symptoms that will show up in our body. So what we do is we have these relationships with people that are material in nature, which are necessary, right? We need material touch. We need the seven human needs that we know of. And we need TSH to govern that. It says, you know what? Based on where you're at, you're either building up or you're breaking down. And this TSH controls that. Above that, there's another, another endocrine organ called the pineal gland. And the pineal gland gets accessed when this is in harmony and there's balance and when there's balance inside this pineal gland you actually open up as many uh, vedics and mystics have said in the past the third uh, excuse me the the crown chakra and you actually extend it and you open up the pineal gland and you create what some will call a spiritual experience a divine experience whatever you want to call it i have no issues with the terminology or a cosmic connection inside this. And this cosmic connection now becomes the essence of the relationships that you really want to be in. And the cosmic connection is a relationship that goes beyond the matter. It goes beyond the physical matter it extends to a, let's call it a spiritual state, an energetic state that you can actually be whole with an individual because you don't need to be in a state of judgment with this person. You don't need to be in a state of chaos with this individual and you can actually be in a state of love with them because you love yourself. Because your neurochemistry and your endochemistry is in balance endochemistry and your neurochemistry is in balance and in harmony you're able to access this point where you look at this and you say hmm this pineal gland opening now allows me to see the world from a place where i don't need to judge myself or the other person and it's love not acceptance not acceptance i'm not interested in acceptance I'm not interested in acceptance of things. I'm interested in true love of things. Because if love is the ultimate healer, and it's the only thing that heals, then I've got to find love in an individual, and I've got to find love in myself. Because that's the ultimate relationship. And if you want to love yourself, you have to love everything around you. And every experience as a part of it. And the objectives of every relationship we're under is to make sure we get into balance with ourself and those around us. When we do, we access different glandular systems in our body. If I go back and I study this and go now take it to the next level inside of this, when we start, the root chakra is survival. The crown chakra is love inside this. And if I move up the ladder, 
We're using different systems of the body in order to find our path towards ourself. It's a journey of the self. It's not of other people. But making sure that our system from parasympathetic and sympathetic is working in balance plays a huge component in it. If you value yourself, you'll take care of your physical self inside that. You will take care of your physical self. Now, a relationship is not about happiness. <laughs> a relationship is not about happiness. It never has been, right? If you look at religious context of relationship, which is great, they talked about two souls coming together. I think it's very valuable. Two souls, two pieces of light coming together to fulfill in each individual. It's about becoming whole in that relationship. It's about making a relationship about filling the parts of yourself that are missing. That's what the word fulfillment means. If an individual has a value of mental, social, and vocational, and we expect this individual to do anything in financial, physical, health, or service, we are delusional. Completely delusional. Because they're not going to do it. No matter what. They will try. They will fight. They will argue. And they'll have all these emotions that come off of that as a byproduct. But what they will do is they will go out and find a partner. Not an evening partner. A partner. A long-term based partner that will fulfill this financial. They'll go physical, family They'll go physical and service inside that. And they will own the other side. Now this person will be, based on what we said, more estrogen-based and a female. Now it doesn't have to be a female because we know that in homo uh, uh, homosexual relationships that someone plays the female relationship inside that and someone plays the masculine relationship inside that. And this side would be more testosterone. And this would be what we'd call masculine. Right? But the relationship is not about love and sex and partnership and, and happiness. What it's about is the two fulfilling each other's pieces of values. If you enjoy this episode, make sure you subscribe so you're notified when the next episode is posted. Rate, review, and share this podcast with someone you think will like it. And remember, you can always find the visual version of this podcast on my YouTube channel. Just search Dr. Rewired. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you at the next perfect time. Thanks a lot.